stabilize. It's too late to stabilize me, dude. <laughs> and sure that's a good place to start. Edibles <laughs> will do that. The net is a great place to start. Episode 149 of the Overclock ZA podcast. Sorry, I am crumpling up a chip packet right now. It's lovely. Um, Here in the studio. In the studio, <laughs> which happens to be not a VW Polo today. Stop and it, I'm man. not even lying. <laughs> This is a wonderful studio here. You can tell by the quality of the recording, right? Yeah, uh, you yes, can. Yes, yes, mm. definitely. Uh, I am Lindsay Shooters, reluctant tech journalist. <laughs> I'm currently applying tech journalisty type trades on VentureBurn.com. Go check out my stuff there if you want to. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the, the tech aficionado, the <laughs> editor of the continent's largest consumer technology publication known as, confusingly, <laughs> Tech Magazine. <laughs> Gavin Dudley, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing all right, thank you. Uh, it's been one of those days where like, none of your tech wants to work. I'm, I'm currently phoneless, not because I've lost my phone, but because I can't get the phone to start up for reasons I won't go into. Tell the people, tell the people the biggest frustration that the iPhone tried to solve for everyone oh, right. was like, let's end device lock-in. Yeah, well, I mean, they they, they had well, kind network of, lock devices. They had they had in South Africa more or less. I think they made it almost not legal to have a device that only works on one network. And um, the phone I'm reviewing is the Techno Kmon 17, I believe it is. 17. I will never not giggle about that name. Oh yeah, Kmon. I don't know. <laughs> These names, man. Okay, so we have to call it Kmon because if you say it too quickly, it sounds a little weird. So Kmon 70P, I think yeah, I have. 17P. Yeah, 17P. 17P. Um, and it's a, it feels like a great device, except that I can't use it because when you start it up, it insists you put a Vodacom SIM card in. I'm an MTN subscriber, so I actually can't get the phone started. I usually have old SIM cards lying around, but in this case, I didn't. So I loaned one from my co-host here, got the phone started up, and I had to put in the PIN number for the SIM card. So that was a bit of a challenge already. But fortunately, I had the PIN number um, and started the phone up. Then I got in my car and drove off. And I couldn't get the data services working. So I restarted the phone, except now I no longer have the PIN number for the Vodacom card. So now I can't start the phone at all without a PIN for the Vodacom SIM card that I'm not even using. It's a dual SIM. So I've got the Vodacom SIM and the MTM SIM in there. I don't think the MTM SIM will work. Actually, oh, I see. Because it is locked that way. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that could be a possibility because I've turned on absolutely everything and I can't get data service on the phone. So I don't know why they send out a Vodacom-only model to the media when clearly they shouldn't be doing that. And anyway, they shouldn't have lock-in on the phone at all, as far as I can tell. So I don't know why Techno has phones that only work on the Vodacom network or require a Vodacom SIM, but not a good move, I don't we think. We will put a black mark against their right, name. Right, we shall. We shall, we shall put a black We'll give them the opportunity to respond at some point. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe Vodacom wanted exclusivity on the blunt way. I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> And I have to say, that aspect, whenever Techno asks me for feedback on the phones, I think you and I both give them the same feedback, which is, why are all these unnecessary apps here draining my data? Why do they keep popping up messages about things I'm not interested in? What are these ads? What are these opportunities to use extra apps that I really don't want? Why do they keep flying into my face? Not cool, Techno. We need to streamline that stuff a lot. Even Samsung have given up every, on that now. Every phone manufacturer has figured out that this is an irritation to just about everyone. Because Samsung would like advertise to... Even Apple started mm. advertising like it's Apple TV Plus services and it's Apple Arcade services. Like if you go into the App Store... Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, I don't understand why it has to be like that. I mean, they... <sighs> 
I think, I mean, there was a theory that they, they get some kind of remuneration from doing this. I don't know from who, probably from the people whose apps they're promoting. I don't know, but it's a bad move. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's a definitely a pay-for-play market. What is also a pay-for-play market that I definitely do support, Kevin, mm. is Microsoft 365, which is now getting even better. They are launching a service called Microsoft Loop, and it's like a workflow management tool. Mm. Like So you can collaborate on a project, you can track the status of a project, you can import things directly from your documents um, into their pictures from Edge, like your collections from Edge, you can save directly into the stream of this, right. and everyone can have access, access to, to it, it. Right. and you can take it to Teams, and you can launch like calls and stuff. So this, has, this me, has this already launched, or is this um, It's rolling out in the coming month. Mm, okay. Um, in the coming month. Okay. <laughs> uh. And then the apps, um, they're not too sure about. So alongside this, Microsoft Editor, which mm. is a brilliant little text. It's an add-on, usually in the browser. Yeah. yeah. So this, you can, like, especially on Windows 11, um, Windows 10 to a certain extent, it it just has, like, full system powers. So now they're giving it something called Context IQ, which can, well, then, like, add in all those interesting things that Google Assistant and Siri has been doing for years, mm -hmm. where it, like, predicts what you want to attach to the email when you're sending an email. Ah. And it uses, like, better language recognition. It learns your language and the context of, like, the different languages you speak in your emails and stuff, and then uh, adjusts its the heavy-handedness of its text recommendations to that. Cool. So it's fully AI-powered um, by the sound yeah. of it. I must say that the little editor add-on thing that you get in the Microsoft Edge browser, I'm mm. guessing you probably get it in other Microsoft products too, I don't know. But certainly in Edge, if you do a lot of writing in your browser, either because you're using an app that requires mm. it or something like that, then this tool is really, really useful for doing spell checking and even grammar yeah. checking and stuff in your in the browser itself. If you're typing something in the browser, very useful that way. It's mm. very interesting. I was assisting my daughter to finish one of her projects. Mm. Um, they had to tape it out and everything, and mm. she was working on the Chromebook. And just watching her not respond to spell check mm. in Google Docs was amazing because she obviously doesn't really comprehend what it's trying it's doing. To do. Okay, yeah. So, like, the so, red squiggles are just, like, red squiggles. And you just keep, you just blow right past yeah, them. Yeah, and wow. she just goes right through it. So Interesting. I, I, I don't know how I want to transition her into, like, electronic hmm. documents and that sort of because thing. Because those things always have to learn. They have to learn that we spell color with a U in yeah. it. And, all, and then we've spelled, you know, the other things with Zs instead of Ss and you know, so on. So, so I, work, I work on a lot of, like, international clients. Mm. Um, Stuff I actually, there was an ad read on <laughs> one of the podcasts that I listened to, international podcasts, like mm. a US podcast, that I had wrote for a client. Really? Like, it came <laughs> up in the thing? Wow, so your copy has traveled the world. read it and it was like so amazing. But <laughs> oh, that is amazing. So then I'll get like spec in the job spec. It will say like US English or UK English or whatever. And then I'll have to change your for that document. Your Zs, yeah, okay. Um, so I'll change like in Word. Because uh, I compose almost everything in Word, and then I copy it to whatever management mm -hmm. system there is. Uh -huh. um, most people use G Suite. You know what I feel about that. Yeah. Anyway, and then I'll like change it for that one specific project. But then trying to get Word to unlearn that it must be now in South African okay. English is yes, such yes, a yes. task afterwards. It really is because it, <laughs> it it really molds itself around your work style, which is great. You know. Uh, odd words like, um, I don't know, tech words that we use yeah. all the time. You add them to the dictionary and then it's useful. It doesn't yeah. stop every time. And then when you change your language, then it just screws Loses up its mind. But yeah. this is where I like 
Microsoft. Like, I like the productivity tools that they push out. I, I don't care for their, you know, half-baked hardware announcements. And Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Microsoft hardware, but I agree with you. Software is really their powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. and like the operating systems, like Windows, like, no, just give me... Give me These tools. tools. Give me platform agnostic tools. That's, that's, what I, that's what I want from you. Yeah. Talking about other platforms, um, we all thought that because Tim Cook is supply chain extraordinaire, yes. that Apple would never be touched by the scourge that is the, the chip, chip shortage. shortage. Yeah. But alas, they are now cutting iPad mini production to solve the iPhone supply issues. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're Apple, you're basically the biggest swinging dick, for want of a better expression, and you can probably call the shots on the supply chain. You yeah. get whatever you want, whenever you want it. If Apple cannot get enough microchips, then you know the problem is very, very serious. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, this really hurts me personally because I was kind of shaping to get hold of an iPad mini, maybe as a birthday present, which is <laughs> towards the end of the year. But alas, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. If you order an iPhone now, your mm. earliest delivery date is end of November, which is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, my, my wife ordered a new laptop and they told her it could be six to eight months. And so far, <laughs> it was six to eight months and it has arrived. But I mean, six to eight months to wait for a PC is just bizarre. Yeah, yeah and we actually just spoke to the head of TCL South Africa. Yes, his name's Ryan Curling. He's got long pedigree in the... TV and, and uh, gadgets market, and we kind of know him well. Ryan Curling is now heading up the marketing for TCL. TCL, a brand you might not be familiar with, unless you're a hardcore geek, in which case you've seen TCL mm -hmm. pop up on lists of television uh, manufacturers all around the world. So TCL, a new TV brand coming to South Africa, we are suspending judgment on its performance until we get it in our hands and put it through its paces for ourselves. But it looks like they'll definitely be playing the budget value game. So there'll be good offerings below 10K, we're thinking. By 10K, I mean 10,000 Rand. Yeah, they're bringing to... in a full-on Google TV for yeah. 12,000, what's 13,000 Rand? 12, yeah, 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 for their, their, their slightly upper market. Yeah, model. and that's like on a 53-inch panel, so which, is, which, is, which is good don't, value. Don't confuse Google TV with Android TV. So Android TV is something we've had for quite a while already. It's basically just an Android app store. You download all your video yeah. apps, and it becomes a very convenient way to run your TV. Google TV has got a lot more AI smarts and other things added into it. Do you want to give us your version of what Google TV uh, is? Yeah, so Google TV is pretty much Google Assistant looking at your bouquet of, of streaming services and what you are watching. Mm. And it will compile like a guide mm. of things in different silos for like kids or like for you personally right. or maybe for your partner, you're living with other people with recommended TV show, recommended shows, and it will surface the new episodes as they get loaded onto the, but the key services. thing, the key thing is gonna, it's going to cherry pick from all your yes. available video services that you've got installed on the device. It's like so a curation. It's a curation. Pour. Yes. But cleverly, <laughs> cleverly, it, it can do that from across all your it's, your, it's the future we were promised. Yeah, so, um, so it will look at what you're watching on Netflix and Amazon Prime and YouTube and all these things and figure out, aha, you're into science fiction with, I don't know, you know, futurism. Yes. So, you know, it will pull all that together. Or you appear to enjoy anime and animated series and cartoons. So let me pull all this together for you. That but the point I was trying to make is mm. that they are setting up South African assembly up in Johannesburg mm -hmm. um, to circumnavigate the whole ordering in from China and all the, the taxes that get slapped on that, 
Um, there's a lot of tax breaks when guys are manufacturing well, here, or at least assembling in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, we, we spoke to Ryan, and this is what he told us. Yeah, these, these are the prices of the new TVs. And yes, yes, what he said. Top tech would be the C725, um, which will be our QLED 4K uh, Google TV. That'll be launching a little bit later in November. Unfortunately, not at this time, but uh, launching around Black Friday. So that's our really top tech um, TV and our really our hero model. That'll be both in a 55-inch and a 65-inch, mm-hmm. and 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 roughly starting at a recommended re- retail price of about 12 triple nine. Mm. So that would be the 55-inch would be 12 yes. triple nine. Okay, yeah. that is extremely competitive. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And obviously that's that's hinging off the quantum dot technology. So QLED, mm. obviously all the other features there like HDMI 2.1 for your gaming, um, yeah. NEMC, mm. HDR 10 plus. So really high spec model plus obviously the bigger a big big advantage being the Google TV. Yeah. Right. And then your your best budget offering. Uh, from a budget perspective, it's definitely the the P615. So that'll be entering as an Android smart TV. Obviously, also 4K. Um, so that's very much our value proposition. Um, that one will be entering the market um, at the stage 50 right up to 65. We're also looking possibly at a, a 43 inch. Mm-hmm. That will retail at 799. Uh, sorry, sorry is, that, is that the 43 inch or is that? That'll the be the 50 inch. Uh, sorry, can, I, can you say that price one more time? 799. Right, great. That's a good price. Okay, yeah, that's that's where the media people like us end up shopping. <laughs> yeah, uh, other interesting TV announcement, LG, mm. South Africa, are offering three months of free Apple TV Plus mm. um, when you download the app for the first time on your LG smart TV. Um, and yeah, you will get three months on the house from... LG, which is great. I dig that. I, I, I don't understand what the benefit of that is. Because, I mean, okay, so you could, if you buy any kind of reasonable TV from LG, you know, you're talking probably 9,000 Rand and upwards yeah. for, a, for a good current model set. They're going to give you three months of Apple at what's but a, less than 100 Rand a month. So it's a 300 Rand. I don't understand. So the, is this on a new TV or is it on an existing TV if you install the Apple if TV? If you install, install the Apple TV. On an existing TV, yes. LG TV. Yes. It, then your first three months are free. Yes. Whereas with Apple, if you if you were to just do it randomly, you'd get like a week or something. Seven free. days, yeah. Seven, yeah, okay, a week free. Okay, yeah, so. So you can pretty much squeeze in all of foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's binge watch foundation. Yeah, okay. There's lots of other good things on Apple TV there. I mean, we all know that I'm an Apple detractor, mm. but I have to say their TV offering has been small but quality, and yes. that's great. Mm. Yeah, like we're at a point now where we actually, my sister-in-law, who's on my family network, so mm. she's part of my Apple family network, and she's like... Yo, don't we get the free Apple? Don't we get Apple TV Plus anymore? And I was like, no, the free trial like ended in June. Mm. And she's like, oh, but I can't subscribe because it won't let me because you like the head of the family. <laughs> so now I have to like do budget things <laughs> but, <laughs> and but, see if I can like bundle it in. But aren't they still bundling a year's free service no. when you buy a new product? Nope. No. Uh, nope. Okay, so about two years ago, Apple started this thing where if you buy a new Apple product, you'd get a year's free Apple. Yeah. Apple TV service, and but then they were still bringing Apple and then they TV even like the extended market. it by another six months, right? Like after that. Okay, it was and actually through her iPhone that we got got the, the original free. service. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. So I mean, I have now so many streaming services. I'm going to have to curtail our yes. viewing. It's getting on my nerves actually having to bounce between all the services. So I'm I'm going to say I'm still a faulty downloader. Um, uh. like I I won't be getting BritBox. Mm. Um, so if there's anything on there, I will rather download it. Um, whatever's not available in the country, like Disney Plus, I download. Um, HBO Max mm. stuff that I do. Peacock shows I'll download. Well, I was shocked to discover that of the five or six different services we have at the moment, the one we, well, Netflix feels like an inevitability for everybody, but the next most popular service in my household was, of all things, Showmax. So I'm um, not even Amazon like yeah, Showmax, Showmax more beat out everyone Amazon else. Prime. So it beat out BritBox, it beat out Amazon Prime, it beat out I don't know who else is on the list. Anyway, so um Showmax, interestingly. Mm, okay. It's not a great app, but the content is what counts and the content is very good. So mm. Yeah, we've been having with the load shedding stuff, um so yeah, it's just a nightmare where I live because like the tower gets load shed before we get load shed, so what is two hours actually becomes three hours of no internet access because uh -huh. the battery at the tower yeah, dies. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, then now like, yeah. my router's acting funny because mm. of switching between the inverter and yeah, the normal too many, power all the too time. Many clickovers. Mm. So like yesterday or the day before, that was just up and down in terms of like internet connection and my daughter wanted to watch Netflix because mm. she just binges like everything. Wow. And okay. I was like, yo, there's no internet, man. <laughs> and they were like, but why? <laughs> It's like somebody's turned off the water. Or Turning something. into like feral monsters. Just, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. No, we go through that too. When my ch children, who are not really children, they're young adults. Yeah. When they anticipate load shedding, they frantically start downloading stuff as though as though it's never going to come back ever again. <laughs> really and then they don't even watch the stuff. Yeah, they don't watch the stuff anyway. So, yeah, <laughs> crazy stuff, man. Um, other um, crazy things. So, Facebook mm. now has a holding company called Meta. Mm, well, it's it's the renamed. It's what Google did with Alphabet. I don't know if you yes. guys remember Alphabet. So, no one, no one calls it bloody Alphabet. Everyone just calls it Google. They went with mm. Meta. Meta is the new holding company so for Oculus Facebook. So Oculus hardware is now in service of the Metaverse. So Oculus is rebranded to Meta as well. Mm. So the Oculus mm. Quest mm. is now the Meta Quest, and the <gasps> Oculus Store is now the Meta Quest Store. But but here's what's going on. I mean, in the background, they are actually trying to build a metaverse. They're yes. actually busy trying to build a second life type virtual environment where people can go and hang out, both in VR with their Oculus, but just in general, you know. With, so and in AR. Yeah, and, and in AR. And and like in the demo, they were doing the street. Go watch the demo. I'll link it in the podcast description. It's dumb. It's okay. a dumb Like all the dumb ideas of the future <laughs> that we've been sold, this is it. Now, all okay. of it. See, I I was saying this all along. Now, I've, I've had extensive experience of VR headsets. I've used all the leading ones as they came out, tried them out, played with them for extended periods. And a colleague of mine got the new, brand new, well, the most recent Oculus, which is completely cordless. So, you know, you really the are Quest. Free. Yeah. You, I think, isn't it Quest 2, I think? Anyway, well, you, you, you're very free to move around. Yeah. And he actually ended up living a little bit in the, not Facebook's metaverse, but in a virtual world where he would go and hang out with people, go to parties, walk around, meet people. This was obviously during the pandemic. No, no, no. This is like a couple of months ago. And he assures me it is very, very compelling. You meet people. They're all weird. But because it's 
an, an elite place where only a few VR people can be, you have that VR thing in common, and that somehow seems to mitigate against all the personality problems. He actually hangs out with people, they sit around, they chat, they go to parties and things all virtually. And because it's virtual, one minute you can be sitting in a room talking to people, and then one of them will just open a virtual hole for you to all go through to a party. It's like very How weird. old is this colleague? Oh, same age as me. No, no, that explains a lot. No, no, no. But I mean, the it's, idea is we're not that far from hanging out in VR. It really seems like dad tech. No, no, no. But he, he went to all the trouble. He, he had an experience of this through the browser. And he decided this was so cool, he actually has to get the mask. So he got the mask and it was even better than he expected. So, and he's, he's not a noob, okay? This person taught me a lot of what I know about tech. He had computers before me, all these things. It's not a dad thing. It's about embracing a little bit of the future wherever it goes next. It's just a dumb future. I don't <laughs> agree with it. I'm going to say now uh -huh. that Overclocked ZA, South Africa's most accessible consumer technology podcast, yeah. will never... <laughs> Be broadcast in the metaverse. Except it already is, because half the time Lindsay and I can't get it together and we've got to do it from our respective homes. In that sense, it's already a virtual hangout with you guys. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we did try it in Green Room, so uh, yeah, yeah. we were halfway there. We just needed VR headsets and we were all in. But anyway, so what Facebook did was uh, they made their first big announcement, business announcement, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to delete all the facial recognition data. Mm. We're going to X auto face tagging across all of our pictures. You know when mm. like someone posts a picture and then you get a notification to say like... Yes, you're you, in the picture, yeah. yeah. That's all gone now, or at least from this month. That's will, been creepy will for be a gone. while. I'm surprised it took And then long. what they are claiming is there needs to be a broader debate around using this kind of data and what we are doing with it and everything. Okay. Which so, is weird because they pioneered all yeah. this stuff. So for yeah. me, it's like a direct shot at Google and Apple okay. who are making this, like facial recognition data is becoming a core part of like their services, like mm. in Google Photos, in Apple Photos. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, like it's becoming, and for me, like it, it, it helps a lot. Like it, the one thing that's keeping me away from using OneDrive as my photo repository mm. is... It doesn't do the auto recognition and like album right, making and all that right, sort of thing. Yes. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. So where do you stand on, on this vibe? Um, no fixed thoughts. I mean, I think the security scares around biometric information, facial recognition, all this. It's very, very early days for this stuff, man. And I don't think we can make even educated guesses about how this stuff is going to play out in the future. I am concerned, though, about biometric hacking. So... If um, if you have facial recognition to unlock your phone, what if someone manages to get a hold of that data? I know it's it's not supposed to be in the cloud. It's actually only on the phone. But what if in the future it's not only on the phone but also in the cloud because you need to open multiple devices or something like that? Um, and if that data gets stolen, what do you do? Because you can't really change your face. Yes. You know, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can have one of your your eye colors changed or something. No, no, no. Like I've, I've said before on here, I, I find it very strange that Google knows my children yeah. kind of better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did have a little creepy experience of this. I, I have one of these Google Hub things in mm. the home that's got the screen on the front. And I have now told it to play family pictures and I've given it a folder of family pictures, which it can cycle through. Mm. 
Um, and then I went on a hike with my wife and I took a picture of her with our dogs out in nature somewhere. By the time I got home, that picture was displaying on the damn Google thing. Yes. I got home from the walk. And I can't even begin to describe to you how complicated that was because when I took the picture on the phone, I hadn't even uploaded it to OneDrive the way I usually did. So I don't know how that picture got onto the Google Hub, but it did. And you know, the Google Hub is using pictures in my Google Photos yes, folder, so not, my, uh, not my OneDrive folder. Yes. So I have no idea how it got it. But it obviously recognized my wife. Somehow it figured out this is a picture of your wife and she belongs in the family group set. Yes. So just pulled it in. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I, it, it's creepy, but it's also great. That you know what? It's kind of cool. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I, I like that it can organize my life that way. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I, I don't know what Facebook's play is right mm. now because disabling this kind of feature just makes it more difficult to use the service. It makes yeah. it less compelling to use the service. It makes the I service think, less sticky. I think they probably figured out that Google and Apple were going to make much better use of this data than they were. So now they, they're walking back their whole facial data thing. Strangely, because, this hmm. weekend I had two great revelations. Hmm. One was a 13-year-old nephew and he was like, he's done, because like, his 10-year-old birthday party was all about football. Uh -huh. like he had the football shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like when he was a big Cristiano Ronaldo fan. So I just happened to comment to him. I was like, yo, how's being a Manchester United supporter? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Just like CR7 is back. And he was like, oh, no, I don't watch football anymore. I'm trying, <laughs> trying to get into basketball. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's exactly what happens, I man. I did not see that coming. That is exactly And then what I was speaking to a 19-year-old. Uh. And she uses Facebook as her primary social media. She doesn't even have a Twitter account. And do you say she's 19? Yeah, 19 Gosh, years she's old. She's got to be a major outlier, man. Jeez. It's, it's insane. And like all her friends are also on Facebook. Wow. And yeah, these kids are just never dabbled in Snapchat. That is so weird. Does, okay. Doesn't find TikTok appealing. That is crazy. Like just lives between Instagram and Facebook. Wow. Okay. That is very unusual because what we've established is that kids younger, aren't using yeah, Facebook. Every, everyone below <laughs> 40 basically is just not on Facebook. So I or not nearly much. fell off <laughs> my chair when I, when I had this revelation Damn. when this came up in the conversation. And yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, my mind was mm. blown. It continues to be blown. Um, if you want to poke around at that opinion guide at co.za, please feel free to. I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have two little anecdotes. Uh, one is um, Lindsay and I take a lot of notes because that's what journalists yes. do. You go to places, you take notes. I went to see the Eternals movie. Um, and even though I wasn't supposed to use my phone in the cinema, I clandestinely took one or two notes, just things I wanted to remember and I didn't want to let slip. But I also took a lot of mental notes. The second the movie ended, I started typing it all frantically into my phone. And then today, when I went to look for those notes, could not find them anywhere. You didn't put it now, in keep. Well, this is the thing, okay? Between Lindsay and I, we've been doing this for so long, it's actually quite hard for us to lose things like notes because we do it all in the cloud. Often we, we got it in two platforms simultaneously. We did it, we took the notes in Keep and then we pasted it into an email yeah. or whatever it is. It's very hard to lose your notes. I managed to lose my notes. I did a system-wide search of my PC, couldn't find it. Did a system-wide search of my OneDrive, couldn't find it. Did a search of Keep where I had originally taken yeah. the notes down, couldn't find it. They'd actually disappeared. Amazing. I mean, 
I did eventually find the notes again. I won't go into detail about how I found them, but it's just so unusual to be able to lose data like that. Um, no, it was what I often do is I open a new Gmail on the phone and I type because Gmail auto saves your email while you're yeah, busy typing. Drafts, yes. So if something happens, you know, it's actually all already been saved while you're working. And then I email it to myself. So that way it's both in my inbox and my sent items and, you know, and I never actually pressed send, so it ended up in the drafts. Yes. And I didn't think to look there. Okay, uh, that's a dumb way to take it's a notes. Pretty um. <laughs> it's a long story. <laughs> I have one one second story just to add in. Um, budget PCs. I'm busy focusing in on budget PCs at the moment. Uh, there's a lot available between five and 10,000 Rand. I'm busy reviewing the Asus Swift 1, which I yeah, mentioned, we spoke about this yeah, last mentioned last week. But at the time, I hadn't checked the specs or anything. So today... Uh, first of all, when I turned it on, it upgraded immediately to Windows 11, which was great. So this became my first Windows 11 experience. And then I poked around on the phone, on the, on the PC. It did a lot of things, did a few of my usual stress tests. Then I checked the specs. And the specs are Celeron processor yes. with four gigs of RAM. And this thing was just performing brilliantly. And as I said, it already upgraded itself to Windows 11. So this was just proof to me that PCs, between five and 10,000 Rand, A will run Windows 11 perfectly well without any discernible slowdowns or holdups and um, are a good option for just about everyone. Do consider a PC between 5,000 and 10,000 Rand and the Swift one was a superb model. So you are speaking used. my love language right now uh -huh. and my hate language because uh -huh. one thing I absolutely hate mm. is gamers <laughs> or people who pretend uh -huh. to be gamers. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Who have gamer aspirations, uh -huh. who are clouding normal citizens' mm. minds mm. with ideas of grandeur yeah, and horror yeah, yeah. stories Absolutely. of like, you will not be able to run this on uh, that kind of hardware. Absolutely. And it's like, that is so true. I have the same issue with just gamers, like, actually. Not everybody's playing a triple A game yeah, every yeah, single yeah. day, you know? And in fact, most people, you know, remember the PC is not going to speed up your internet. It's not going to speed up your typing speed. It's not going to speed up how the mouse moves. Yeah. You know, so for the most part, most many of those enhancements if you go want right a over game, people. Mm. Get a console. Okay, or which is widely compatible yeah. for longer periods of time. Okay, I mean I'm I'm not gonna get drawn into a discussion you about You can buy a good console PCs. and a ten thousand Rand PC uh -huh. and still come home with yeah, change sure, sure. from what you true. would have paid just on true. your graphics card. True, 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 <laughs> true. As someone who's recently had to make that investment for one of my boys, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yes, gamers are the scourge of the world, and that's been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm partly in agreement. Uh. Yeah, and it's also the only thing that's driving Windows hardware right now. Yeah. Uh, because even the M1 Max, um, the Pro and the Pro Max mm. um, processors have been found to be horrible at gaming. Um, mm. at not, triple, not horrible. At, at but, AAA gaming. Yeah, not horrible, but below expectation. Yes. All, yeah. yeah, because these are work machines. Yeah, these yeah, are yeah. meant for like. And I fully endorse that view. They brilliant at things that people actually need for productivity yes even graphical labor intensive i honestly have stuff, no idea where you guys are getting the time <laughs> to watch the entire squid game <laughs> and like play an entire like uh, thing and like meet your friends online to play uh, games and like make all the tiktok videos like i don't know where you guys are getting the time i show me Show me how to improve my productivity so I can get more downtime uh -huh. to waste on gaming. And I will buy a gaming PC. Okay. That is the challenge. All right. Email us at overclockedza at gmail.com. Or come reach out to me on 
Sharpshooters on social media, mostly on Twitter. S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. And I'm done. And I'm done too. That's it for today.